0: Welcome to the communion podcast we are your hosts I'm Erin and I'm Ramonita communion is all about relationships over religion relationship with Christ with ourselves and with one another and in a culture that seems so divisive we're cultivating a community of truth seekers from all walks of life
1: so whether you have faith no faith, or have walked away from the church. You are welcome here. We're ready to understand, heal, have tough conversations, and rebuild bridges. So let's get started. Let the reconciliation begin. And how exciting, because it's the most wonderful time of the year. She's
0: always singing, y'all. <laughs> Nothing- we may have taken a long break, but she's still going to
1: sing. But e for real, it really is the most wonderful time of the year. It's it our
0: is. favorite time of the year. It is. It is our favorite time of the year. One of the things you need to know about TT and I is one of the many reasons that we are friends and many reasons that we have bonded is because we are both obsessed with Christmas. So much so that the first time I ever met T when we had supper club at her house, she told me that she kept her Christmas tree up one year for the entire year. And I said, I know you will be my friend for life now. (laughs) Girl, no.
1: I moved to Chicago in the middle of July. And Jeremy made me bring my Christmas tree with me because it was the only way I would take it down. And I put it up in July because Christmas can happen in July. And I sent him a video with Mariah Carey. All I want for Christmas is you. While I put up my Christmas tree, I made sure to (laughs) know what the temperature was because I was like, listen, Christmas is the best time of year. I don't know. I want to be Christmas every day, but I like the spirit of Christmas. And I. Would love to continue that 365 for sure. Oh, for sure. Oh, for sure. Like on November 1st, you know, as soon as the Halloween candy goes away, I am like, oh, first so- song we wake up to 7 a.m. in the morning, Mariah Carey on blast. I'm here for it. I'm on- <laughs> <laughs> Now, I won't sing that because I'm not going to do her dirty like that. So I'll save the vocals for Mariah. All
0: oh, I want for Christmas you. That was not my real voice, y'all, but I like I like Mariah Carey and I will never try to do her justice, but I will still sing that song. Um, But it's very funny because we're both from very different places. Me being from Florida, you're from New York. I never had a white Christmas until I moved honestly to Colorado or actually, no, Oregon. Oregon is when I had my first white Christmas. So I was like 30 four years old when I had my first white Christmas. I'm used to like sand on Christmas, but still the Christmas spirit was all throughout my family. My grandparents made a big deal about Christmas. My parents, my mom especially, made a big deal about Christmas. It was all about snow, snow, like a snowman. My mom had like snowman things everywhere, which is funny because it never snows in Florida. But I am passing that on to my sons. And my oldest son, Jude, is he loves Christmas. And I have a secret to tell on the podcast because he's not going to hear it. But we're actually surprising him and taking him to New York City to see Christmas in New York. Girl, he because is... there is
1: no place to do Christmas but New York. Period.
0: Exactly. Exactly. Period. But he, I know.
1: I And I will say, like, growing up in New York has made Christmas so special to me. And for all the wonderful things, like, you know, I'm all for every Hallmark movie, even though I can write every single script to every movie. And I could tell you the plot to every single one. I'm watching them all. I'm here for every Christmas classic. I'm here for the music, like all season, the cookies and the hot cocoa and the matching pajamas. I mean, all the things that we all love. But I can't lie. Like, that's not why I love Christmas now. Maybe growing up that did give me the magic and gave me the special feelings and nostalgia. But Christmas means so much more to me now. Yeah. It's just different. different. Um, As I walk in relationship with Christ more, as I know him more, it is just so different. As I've learned the Advent story, to be honest, I didn't even know what Advent meant. I saw the calendars and I thought it just meant you get a chocolate 25 days in December or something like that, or a treat. Yeah. But, you know, now it just means so, so much different. So I'd be interested, like, what does Christmas mean to you now as an adult? Like, yes, all those other things, but like the true meaning of Christmas.
0: Yeah, that's a great point. And as I grew up, and especially I would say as I became a mom, Christmas totally changed. Um, The story of Christmas completely changed for me. Of course, I knew that Christmas is Jesus' birthday, and that's what we celebrated growing up. But I will never forget, I was pregnant with my oldest right around Christmas time. We had just found out we were having a boy, like literally two weeks before Christmas. And I remember knowing it was Jude, having a name for him, and just feeling like Feeling that empathy and that compassion for what Mary would have felt like and the fact that like people did not believe that she got pregnant, immaculate conception, but that they thought for sure this woman has been sleeping around and the way that she was ostracized and just thinking she still with every like ounce of bravery and courage that she had in her, she carried Jesus because she really believed that he was going to change the course of history that he was going to change the world and she was obedient to that. And I think that reflects not to be cliche, but that reflects across parenting that reflects like like across just any decision or time that we feel like God's asked us to to do something that we don't want to do. And yet that obedience and what it leads to like obedience changes the world. And, And I think about that.
1: So good. So good for you. I love that you talked about, like, as you became a mother, because I will be honest, like, I've loved Christmas for all the reasons I mentioned. But last year, you know, Storm turned three right before Christmas. And so it was the first Christmas where she could really process Christmas. And I remember wanting to do all the things because I wanted her to fall in love with this season. Like I did. My mom and my grandma gave me the gift of that. And I wanted to pass that on to my daughter. You know, I'm. Hispanic so it's big in Hispanic culture like Christmas is a thing it is truly a celebration all yeah. month all season long and I remember just thinking about that and I was convicted at one point because it was like yeah teach her about all the fun stuff all the the magic right like I do believe Christmas and believing in Santa or whatever it gives kids like the first time that they get to have faith in something they can't see right right but I was convicted because I was like, well, teach her the true meaning of Christmas. And so I went all out. Like I got the little people nativity set. I we got some workbooks. And so every night we would read the Christmas story through the month of December. And the cool thing about the workbook we got was it had stickers that she could place in little places. So the goal was that we would finish the stickers by the end of Christmas season. So she and she would learn the the story. And the cool thing about it was not only did my daughter learn about it, so much so that she wanted us to have a birthday cake on Christmas and sing happy birthday to Jesus. She made us awesome. <laughs> happy birthday to I Jesus. Love my girl, Storm. Yes. But it was about how much she learned the story. And I learned the story in different ways. Like, yes, I was going along with her. If you really want to learn about the Bible, sometimes looking in a children's Bible and getting the stories as simply as possible is so, so good. But... As I was going through it with her and learning it in the simplest form, right? It also made me go back to the Gospels and look at the account yeah. of the Gospels and and really study like what the arrival of Jesus meant. I was reading something as we were preparing for this episode and it said, the birth of Jesus signifies the beginning of our lives. And I was like, oh, that's powerful. You know, and as I thought about that and I reflected on, well, what exactly does that mean? It was this idea that Jesus being born signifies the ultimate reconciliation of us with God. When you think about the Bible, we always talk about reconciliation. In order to reconcile something, it needs to first be broken. We see the origin of the Bible in Genesis where the fall happens, where the the first sin, where the, the eating of the fruit, right, happens. And the entire Bible becomes a story of reconciliation, of redemption, of God asking us us to do relationship with him, come back to us to fix our broken relationship with God as a result of sin. And Jesus is that gift. Jesus is the symbol, the greatest symbol of reconciliation. And so with our mission at communion being about reconciliation with God, self, and others, How beautiful that during this Christmas season, as we reflect, as we've launched this ministry a couple months ago, and this is our first Christmas since launching, we get to actually celebrate Christmas in a different way for a different reason by really focusing and meditating on Jesus as a symbol of reconciliation. And then to look at his life and to learn how to live a life that is a reconciled life. One that is full of loving self, loving God, and loving others. So, girl, Christmas needs something different now.
0: Yeah. No, T, that is so good. And when I think of the season of Christmas and Advent, and I think about Jesus being the symbol of reconciliation, I think about, honestly, the way that the Father, and I know we talk about this on the pro- on the Prodigal Son on this podcast often, To me, it's the gospel in one story. But I think about the reconciliation that happens between the two of them. I think about the because we hear about us being reconciled to God, but a tangible way of what that looks like, a tangible expression of what does reconciliation actually look like and what does that look like in Scripture is, yes, the, the father is running towards the son and the son is running to the father, not feeling worthy. And yet I think of the incarnation and Jesus coming to earth, Emmanuel, God with us, that God comes and he is with us and he dwells among us to not only show us what God's like, but to honestly show us we don't have to be separated anymore, like that we don't have to be at odds with God, because if you look at scripture, like all of humanity felt like they had to earn God's love. They felt like they had to earn their way back into good favor with God. And yet Jesus coming is him showing what reconciliation really looks like. That sometimes reconciliation or not sometimes, oftentimes reconciliation looks like receiving forgiveness when you maybe don't feel like you deserve it. Or society didn't feel like you deserve it. And yet that person is humbling themselves and coming to you. Christ humbled himself came in human form, took on the likeness of God. He was fully God, fully human. And he comes and he dwells among us to show us, hey, I love you and you don't have to earn my love. Really? And I I just think of that towards, that God comes towards us, that the story of Christmas is God's journey of coming towards us. He comes towards humanity. He's coming towards the cross, towards resurrection, towards redemption, like bringing us back to him towards renewal, like renewing our lives and our minds. He comes towards reconciliation of all things, that Christ coming was re- reconciling all that was broken, all that was lost. And that Christ you know, comes towards us. He comes towards you. Yes. And i that's what I'm really focusing on this, this Christmas season is the reconciliation of Christ coming, but also that reconciliation means we move towards that person. Think about it. If I was in an argument with you or I had hurt you or, or, and then, and then you were saying, yeah, I forgive you. Yeah, I forgive you. And you were backing up from me. That's not going to feel very genuine, but you coming towards me and saying, I love you. Yes, I'm hurt, but I forgive you. And I I want to fight for our relationship. I want to fight to be in relationship with you. That towards us is, in in essence, what reconciliation means. We have to move towards another person when they've hurt us. We have to move towards ourselves. When we're, when we're trying to reconcile in ourselves, we have to move towards the parts of ourselves that we don't want to deal with in order to be reconciled with
1: ourselves. So I'll pause there, but good stuff, T. Yeah. I, first of all, that was so poetic. Like, Love, 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 like the way you put that. And I think what's so powerful about that, E, is notice that in this story of reconciliation, yes, yeah. it is a drawing towards, but it's not the offender drawing towards God, right? Mm-hmm. It's not us, the offender drawing towards that. It's the offended. It's God drawing towards us. Like, if anything, we should be the ones saying, I'm sorry, please forgive me. Like, right. Let's make it better. But instead, it's without us even asking. Right. I, I think it's in Romans where it says, and while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Yeah. We didn't even ask to be forgiven. And right. yet it was so freely given to us. And I think yeah. similarly, right, like we don't have to earn God's love. It's so freely given to us. And wow. we, we have that same power to freely give forgiveness. Right. Yeah. It's a decision. It's definitely a choice. It is definitely a process, and we have to choose it over and over and over again. But it is not always waiting for someone to come reconcile when we've been offended, but sometimes it's us taking the first step to reconcile, even when we are the ones that have been offended. And so there's something so powerful, and no, I, I just can't think of a better way to display unconditional love than that grace humility. Yeah. I mean, dying to self, that is literally what reconciliation is. And Jesus gave us the best example of that. And, you know, eii have been thinking a lot about this season because Christmas, while we love it and it's joyful for us and it's so full and we feel the magic, that's not everybody's story. There are so many people where the holidays are just so painful for them, right? right? Not everybody has family to spend it with. There might be a lot of brokenness and dysfunction that bubbles to the top. You know, though we always talk about it's the most wonderful time of the year, most joyful time. This is also a time of the year when suicide rates and depression and all of those things are at the highest as well. And it's because... You know, we do live as broken people and we live in with broken relationship. And so I acknowledge that this time of the year is um, a hard one. It's difficult for some, especially in this area. And so for me, I think first and foremost, it requires a look within inside of ourselves. There are areas where we need to forgive ourselves, where we need to love ourselves, where we need to reconcile how can we see Jesus as a symbol of reconciliation, as a symbol of hope that reconciliation is available to us? And then I think it's about how can we begin the process of reconciliation, especially for the offended with people that may have offended us? Or if you have offended somebody, how can you extend the invitation to begin fixing and reconciling what's broken? And so, yes, yes. The most wonderful time of the year, but also one of the times when we see the impact of brokenness.
0: Yes, T, I completely agree. Um, Because when I think about Christmas and the Advent season and I think about the ways that I have felt unreconciled with people, it really does hang like a dark cloud over over Christmas when I am like angry or bitter or at odds with other people and I know that that is a thing that happens for a lot of people during the holidays a lot of people lots of friends that I know that don't want to go home for Christmas they don't want to see their families maybe because of the ways that their families treat them maybe it's because of some kind of you know fight that has gone down that has kept them away from each other and yet like you just said and like we've been talking about on this whole episode Christ is that came to reconcile us and he wants us reconciled not only to him, but to other people. Now, does that mean that reconciliation happens overnight? No. Does that mean that we just freely let people back into our life without any kind of boundaries? No, that's not what that means. But for us to not be the prisoner in our hearts anymore to the way that we feel about those people and how they've treated us. But I also think, and you brought up a really good point that I hadn't thought of before, the darkness of this season for people in their own hearts and how they feel about themselves or in how they feel about their life and how their life is going. And this season that's meant to be so joyful and so happy. and And then the amount of people who just can't get there. And in fact, they yeah. stay away from everything Christmas because it just feels so disingenuine to them and what christ has for them is is joy and so yeah it sounds like you
1: wanted to well i was just gonna say what you know when you just said the word darkness like what pressed on my heart is like and that is exactly the symbol of hope that we have yeah in the bible it tells us that darkness cannot overcome light but light can overcome darkness jesus is our light like he came here not to condemn the world, not to judge the world, not to shame us, none of those things, but to save us and sometimes to save us from ourselves. Like, And so I just think about that darkness and that heaviness. It makes sense that that's happening during this time. It should be a celebration of light. It should be a celebration of life, of life of the Savior that is the light of the world. And so... Yeah, e, big prayers to um, everyone out there that that might not have a place to go or want to be around people. To your point, I know what it's like. It's uncomfortable walking into a room with somebody you're unreconciled with. Yeah, It's uncomfortable going to that family gathering, feeling like you don't belong or you don't want to be there. But what you said earlier, right, about coming towards, we always talk about, how do you get a knot out of a rope? It's not by pulling that just creates more tension. It's actually by you loosen it by coming together. And so, yeah, my, my big prayer, you know, as we talk about reconciliation with self, with God, with others, if you've been on this journey with us, if you're listening to this, that this season would be one where your sight your focus is first and foremost on the absolute gift of reconciliation, Jesus. Yeah. Absolutely. And that we get to celebrate that life and that gift. That is the biggest and best gift of this season. And then my second, you know, request prayer for you is that your heart would be softened, that those dark places, that there would be light that invades it so much. So that you would seek reconciliation, whether it's looking yourself in the mirror and reconciling with self, whether it is dropping to your knees and praying to God and reconciling with God, or whether it is having that hard conversation or reaching out to someone you're at odds with. I pray, pray, pray that this season you would be filled with a joy yeah, that is not from superficial things like Santa and his elves in the North Pole and all that good stuff that is cool too. But that you would really, really be filled with a joy because you know that you are reconciled. And because you are reconciled, you therefore can give reconciliation to and, yeah. and be reconciled with others. So yeah, that's what that's my that's my Christmas wish this year, that's good. And I yeah. think
0: that leaves us with some really good questions to consider. Um over as we approach Christmas really, really rapidly, and as you find may find yourself feeling some of the Christmas blues, that's kind of what I call it. like postpartum after you have a baby, you have baby blues. Sometimes I have Christmas blues, honestly, and I know you relate to me, sister, like december twenty sixth is the saddest day of the year to me because the Christmas season is over. like Christmas, meaning like celebrating Christmas is over. And yet, if I really think about the why, it's because I can get really easily distracted by all the Christmas stuff and miss out on what God wants to teach me and what God wants to say and what God wants to do in me. And if I'm being really honest, there's hard stuff going on in my life right now. And I know in your life, we've had really sick kids lately. We have felt really, really, really under attack. And it would be really easy for me to just either do two things, distract myself with all things Christmas and miss out on what God's saying to me, or to just shut down for the month of December and block everyone out and just forget Christmas ever existed. And I can understand both sides of that, that spectrum, but I think I know the questions I'm going to be asking myself. And I think I would love for this community to ask is where in my life and in my heart, God, do I need reconciliation? Where do I need to be reconciled to you? Who are some people in my life that whether it's a blatantly like I'm at odds with them or whether it's just they don't even know it, but in my heart, I'm growing better at them. Where do I need to be reconciled to other people? And then where do I need to be reconciled to myself? Where are areas in my life that I am not being kind to myself? I am not treating myself kindly. Um, so I know I'm going to ask those questions. And I think as a community, I would love for us to ask that question of ourselves.
1: Yeah. So with that, we wish you all a merry, merry Christmas. We thank you so, so much that yes. you have gone on this journey with us in 2023. We are so excited about what we have coming for 2024 so this is just a little tidbit Uh, but just thank you thank you to this community thank you for your love your support that has been a gift in and of itself and we just hope that you have the most wonderful holiday season that you feel all the light that you experience the joy and that you celebrate the true gift that is Jesus Christ Amen Merry Christmas Merry Christmas let the reconciliation begin. We should sing, like, we should make that into like a holiday jingle or something. I
0: know. Side by side, Merry Christmas, side by side. Love you, Love you. See you, girl. Begin the new year. Thanks so much for listening today. Want to stay up to date with our episode? then subscribe to our podcast and newsletter on our website, come-union.com. Follow us on Instagram at come.union. Rather watch our podcast? Then subscribe to our YouTube channel at come underscore union. We are so glad you're a part of this community.